Welcome back to the Be Free program where you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Hi, I'm Loretta Rocky, your host, and we have been visiting back and forth with Miss Elizabeth Brown. Uh, her and her husband, Renee, have Foundation Ministries, and God has used them It's a, 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 the, in a crucial, critical way. They God has used them to make this happen that I can go to Kasumi, Kasumu, Kenya, and preach the gospel to pastors and to women and to just pray for people. And Dawn's going to be helping me out. She's going to be awesome too. God has opened this door for Dawn and I to go and to do the work of the gospel. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. And these signs shall follow them that believe. You shall lay hands on the sick. They shall recover, cast out demons, all of that. The Lord working with them. Miss Elizabeth, I... You know what? Has there been some notable miracles or, or experiences like that that you want to share? Whatever you want to share. Well, I think there are miracles in every meeting, but uh, several things come to mind. We were in Kasumu. Um, Kasumu is a little city, and then what you're going to do is be, that'll be your home base. You'll be going out from there into mm-hmm. the countryside, into the villages. But I was... I learned some things when I was in Africa because I thought I knew I had this all this seminar written, right, on <laughs> healing. And so uh, we had a church in Kasumu where my husband had a pastor's conference and there were some women there. So we had a women's meeting in another part of the building. And so I had got out my notes and all my scriptures and I had them all spread out and I was teaching them about laying hands on the sick and healing them. And uh, how, you know, it's in the Word and how they could do it and all this. And then from their responses, I learned that two of the women sitting there had raised the dead. (laughs) And I felt like a little big, you know, little flea. (laughs) And so we had a lunch break. And then after lunch, I thought, you know what? (laughs) Just shut up. (laughs) So what we did... I said, why don't we just go out and pray for some sick people? <laughs> well, they were thrilled to death with that idea. So we started walking away from the church and, and further and further and further away. And my husband didn't know where I was. I thought, <laughs> I may never be heard from again. He'll never know what happened to me. But anyhow, we got over into a neighborhood. And so what we would do, we split up two by two. Mm-hmm. And you just knock on the door. And they politely ask you, you know, could I come in and have a seat? in their little houses, and then you tell them why you're there, that we're having a seminar at the church and we're praying for the sick. Do you have any sick people? Well, they always have sick people. Mm-hmm. So in this one bedroom lay this little, she was, I think, a teenager probably. She had a form of malaria, I think cerebral malaria, so she was dying, and they, they sent her home. Uh, there was nothing more they could do for her. So my little interpreter and I prayed for her, we laid hands on her in her little bed there in that little house. And we left, and we went on down the road. And so months later, I asked her if she had ever heard what happened to that girl. And she said, I saw her walking in the market the other day. She's perfectly <laughs> healthy and happy and, and just totally well. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So, you know, these, these things are <clears throat> thrilling when they happen, aren't mm-hmm. they? Yeah, And then we had one lady who was blind, had her eyes opened at one of the meetings. We didn't even pray for her. The Holy Spirit just sovereignly did. Yeah. It. She yeah. was part of the, the group there. And that happened in a harrow, by the way. Yeah. And so there are just lots of stories like that, yeah. you know. And it just seems 
there's a healing grace that God releases there when you minister for pe- to people. That's that's thrilling. But I think one of the most thrilling things of all is for people to find out who they are in Christ. Mm-hmm. One of our strong leading pastors, who is like just a wonderful young man of God. He's not so young. He was a baby when he came to us, but now he's a full-grown mature pastor. Uh, he just, within the last few years, he told my husband, he said, when he heard Renee's grace teaching and and our identity in Christ and the unconditional love of God, et cetera, et cetera, uh, he said, Brother Renee, all of my Christian life, my gut has been in a knot because I never am sure that I'm forgiven. Mm. I'm never sure that I'm performing well enough to be right with God, to be enjoy, you know, being a Christian, because I know that I'm not perfect, mm. and I know that I fall short in some areas, but they don't see themselves as Christ, you know, as being in Christ for all eternity, and that's one of the things that we teach, is they learn who they are, their, who their identity is. And he says, since I really got a hold of that, my life has been changed forever, and that knot is gone out mm. of my gut. Oh, So, you know, yeah. even in uh, all around us, there are Christians like that here in the United yes. States. Mm-hmm. You, they look good. They're going through the motions. They're doing all the right things. But in their gut, there's always that little sense of insecurity <coughs> of, am I really okay? Mm. Has God really accepted me? Am I really forgiven? Mm-hmm. And the enemy will have you believe that you're not. Mm-hmm. So you finally have to know the word well enough and find those scriptures which you're going to impart to them. Mm-hmm. That yes, indeed, forever, mm-hmm. all sins forgiven mm-hmm. and totally beloved and totally accepted yeah. in Christ. You know, Miss Elizabeth, it's that that is so cool because one of the things that the Lord has had me really concentrate on lately uh, is the finished work of the cross. Yes, it was done, yeah. finished. It's all finished. It was finished, and how that it's uh, everything has been provided for and the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And it has been, it's, it's so basic, but it's so powerful. It is the Bible from cover to cover, what Jesus did, and the substitutionary work, all those things, you know, all that goes with that. <laughs> and so I think the Lord has been preparing me for, because you're right, right here in the United States, we need to, we need to hear that. We're not, we don't hear that a lot. The, the basic doctrines, right? Yes. The foundational doctrines yes. that you that you have to have, or you do get led about in error, or you believe things like, "Oh my gosh, I might, I've got a knot in my stomach because I I can't, I just can't do everything right. I'm not performing. I'm not well performing enough. well enough. Yeah. yeah, it's here, but it's I can only imagine over there. And so I think that's something the Lord's been stirring up. You know, is, you know how the God begins to prepare you for stuff you don't even know you need to be prepared for yes. yet. But I, I'm so thankful. Well, you know, in Christ we have. Uh, we have a place where we belong, mm-hmm. and that need to belong is so. That mm-hmm. is a basic human need. We need to belong somewhere. Yeah, and when we really know that we belong to Him, and that He has sealed it with His Holy Spirit, that it's a non-negotiable deal. That it really changes us. And some of these widows that we have ministered to. We also have an orphans and widows ministry in Kenya. Mm-hmm. We have about 150 children that we feed on a monthly basis and educate, pay their medical bills, their clothes, etc. 
And some of the widows also are destitute because a lot of times when their husbands die, they are thrown out of the house. And the in-laws, the husband's family, comes and takes the property. So one woman that we built a house for, and these are African-style houses, mud huts with thatched roofs, or in our case we put a tin roof so it doesn't corrode so easily. She was living under a mango tree. Literally, that was her only shelter. That was her home, under a mango tree. Because you talk about being destitute and not having a place to belong. She had no one who... And the people around her, they weren't mean people, but they were poor people. And, you know, they may have helped her some, give her a little food now and then or something. But this is not uncommon. And some of these women are going to be in your meetings, you know, that have been cast out of their homes Mm. because their husband died. Wow. And so just just bringing them into the knowledge of the love of Jesus Mm -hmm. and the love of God for Mm -hmm. them. And sometimes you have to put feet to it. That's why we built her a house. Yeah. And that's why we help with food allotments for the widows every month and and for the the orphan children. So there are 13 million AIDS orphans in Africa. Oh, my goodness. 13 million? So you're going to see things that are going to break your heart across the continent. And some of them are tribal wars and other illnesses, but the majority of those, they've lost both parents um, to AIDS. So these people live with these heartaches, these griefs, and, and you, you know, they're strong, you know, but they're carrying that mm. inside. Mm. And so ministering the grace and love of Jesus to them and that sense of belonging to him for all eternity mm-hmm. and that he's a helper in this yeah. life. That he's a miracle worker, way maker, as that wonderful song is that we sing these days. He is that to us now. And the lady under the mango tree was rejoicing when she moved into her room. Oh, I'm sure. And our pastor, one of our pastors and his church members built her hut. And it cost about $600 to build a house for a a widow. But we've done dozens of those houses. Mm. Mm-hmm. So that sense of belonging, mm-hmm. we need that here. We yes. all need that. Yes. And there's no safer place than in the arms of the Lord. That's the truth. There's no safer dwelling place than mm-hmm. under the shadow mm-hmm. of his wing and knowing we are his and he is ours. You know, we were talking about, I don't know if it was the first half of this program or our last program, how that, you know, you found out that the name of Jesus was had the same power over there as does over here, and and you yes, know, same God over here in deliverance yes, and for healing and for deliverance. Healing. Yes, but you know what I'm seeing and what I'm sensing is that God wants us because you know it's a well known fact that um, South America, Africa, there it's much more common for there to be notable miracles than here in the states. But what I'm sensing is, is God wants us to rise up and believe right here yes. where we are. Believe what God says, that he's a healing God. He's a, yes, he's a, he, he, will say, he came to set the captives mm-hmm. free. Yes. He heals the brokenhearted. All those things uh, here as well as there. And um, I believe, and I've been pressing in for that, Miss Elizabeth. I've been praying, God. I believe what you said. I, you said lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. You believe, I believe that you said you can cast out demons. And uh, 
Um, you know, I've been praying and, and doing that and praying, but I believe that there's going to a manifestation of the presence and the glory and the power of God that God wants to release across the earth, right? And so I'm believing, Just we had one of our fire and glory times, a conference, and a lady in the back, nobody laid a hand on her. Nobody laid any hands on her. It was just the presence of God. Yes. Someone that had had a stroke, several strokes, had been in a wheelchair for years and years and years. We both know this person. And we're just worshiping and God's moving and you look up and here she comes. She hadn't walked in years. One had one hand, one arm, somebody else had the other arm and she was walking. Now, it was a glorious evening. It was I a was glorious there, yes. it, it was awesome. And you know what? It was Amazing. God. It was just God. Mm -hmm. And she's still, she's still walking. She's still getting better and better. She doesn't mm -hmm. ride her scooter. She has mm -hmm. a walker now, but she doesn't, I mean, she just moves on with that walker. And she says, one day I won't need that walker. It's like a progressive miracle, but it's a miracle. And it was just the presence of God. So the presence of God is just, he, he wants to be seen and manifest. He's a God of demonstration. He wants to do it here. He wants to do it there. He wants to do it wherever you are. And I'm just sensing in my spirit that God, just like going over there, I'm expecting miracles, Miss Absolutely. I'm expecting it. And if I need to pray for someone that's dead, I'm believing God, the power of God in the name of Jesus. Lueda's name's not going to help you do anything. But the name of Jesus can set you free, can save you, deliver you, heal you, and raise you from the dead. And so, Miss Elizabeth, quickens uh, yeah, it quickens our mortal body. That's right, Don. Confirms his word with signs and yes, wonders. Yes, yes. And so I'm... I want everybody to pray and believe that for us as we go on this trip, but believe it for yourself. Believe it here, mm -hmm. wherever you mm -hmm. are. Believe it in your situation because he's not a respecter of persons. And I believe that some of these things you, you see, Miss Elizabeth, we're going to see him. I believe you. I will see even greater, yeah. even greater things. Mm -hmm. Yes. Even greater things. Amen. It will change your life, Lueda yeah. and Don. Mm-hmm. Uh, you won't be the same people nope. that uh, you were when you left. You'll, it, it, it's just, there really aren't any words to describe it. When I left Kenya the last time, and I told you this, looked down out of the airplane on those little mud huts, I just wept because I thought, I don't know if I'll ever be back, you know. Mm -hmm. And you just leave part of your heart there. Mm -hmm. You really do. Mm -hmm. And they send part of their hearts with you. You told me that they were so kind and loving and welcoming, yeah, and they're they so are appreciative. So welcoming, and they'll give you their very best, which isn't much. But we had a, uh, we took up an offering one day for the poor from these poor women. Mm. But we taught, we believe in giving, and we believe that they should be taught to give, because mm -hmm. that breaks through that yeah. poverty thing. Yeah. And so, a few had a few little shekels and things they put in there. But some of them, all they had to give was the headscarf on their head. They oh took my. their headscarf off and put it in the offering plate so it could be given to a woman that was poorer than they were. Oh, my. Oh, my. So it's a it's an amazing thing to see. It's a humbling thing to see. How um, blessed we are. <laughs> the children are just precious. I, I don't know if you're going to have an opportunity to see the orphans while you're here. They're in several places. You may see some in O'Hara because we have about 55 there. That We have a woman. Uh, she's on our team, Supreme Odoir, and you will probably meet her. Um, she is, raises rice crops, which we fund, and uses that money from the rice crop to feed, educate, 
clothe about 55 street children that she's gathered together over the years. So you're going to meet women who are doing amazing things with nothing. And men also mm-hmm. who are able to accomplish great things for God with just nothing. One of the things Renee always is sure of when he sends a pastor off to go on a seminar in some other country or whatever, he says, brother, do you have food in your house for your family? Mm. Because they're so zealous for God that they'll go, you know. Mm-hmm. And my husband is so considerate and caring mm-hmm. that he says, I'm going to send you some money, and I want you to be sure your family and your, your children are fed while you're off on this ministry trip. Wow. So they minister not out of abundance, but out of need. Mm. But their lives are rich and full of God's glory and truth and His Word, and they're making a difference mm. all across the continent. What a, what a what an example for us, Miss Elizabeth. Thank you so much for you and Renee for what y'all do for the kingdom of God. How you touched people and impacted people all these years, all these decades. I had no idea. I just knew you from a glow and yes. you know, church. I had no idea that y'all. Uh, are in every continent but Australia, that y'all have people everywhere. Yeah, that y'all are, y'all have <laughs> ministers and pastors that y'all take care of and help and minister to all over and plant. And I, I had no idea. What a blessing. And, and, and thank you for believing in the God in me. Thank you for believing in the oh. God of, in Dawn to be entrusted with this very humbling but special assignment. Well, it's a God assignment. We saw it in the Spirit. So mm-hmm. you know what you see in the Spirit. If there's any way you can help with that, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. go for it. Yeah. But it is warfare, mm-hmm. and uh, you do need to be covered in prayer. Mm-hmm. And one thing, <laughs> one thing that I don't know that you'll encounter it, but it, across Africa, there's warfare between Islam and Christianity. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's an attempt to to move that for Islam to to move into places where Christianity has been strong and and like in Burundi, which is one of the places we have a team member, um, and where Renee has been, one of the poorest nations on earth, right up there with Haiti. I don't know if it ranks second or third or first or whatever, but it's one of the very poorest nations. That's where they had the genocide mm-hmm. Rwanda, mm-hmm. Burundi, yes. where millions were killed. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, this 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 uh, pastor lost family members during that genocide. And he's just serving the Lord and just, you know, loving Jesus. It's just a beautiful thing to see. But what Islam is doing in that area is moving in and building schools and say, you don't have to pay for your children to go to school. We'll educate Mm -hmm. them for free. So there's a real battle going on Mm -hmm. uh, spiritually. In the spiritual realm, you're coming against the witchcraft. You're coming against... The uh, Islamic mm-hmm. um, caliphate idea, and all of that is very real. But God is greater, yes. and you're going to see how powerful your God is mm-hmm. when you're in the midst of that, and mm-hmm. you see the the authority that you have in in Christ's name. I think we don't, you know. I've said recently, talking to my husband about this, I said sometimes I think our Jesus is too little. Mm-hmm. Our Jesus is too small. Our eyes, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, He's much more magnificent and majestic mm-hmm. than we can even comprehend. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we need to just let Him be as big as He is through yeah. us. Yeah. 
right. and get ourselves out of the way. <clears throat> and it's sacrificial. Mm-hmm. What you and Don do, are doing is a sacrificial thing. I know you're excited about going, mm-hmm. but it, it does take a lot of energy. It mm-hmm. does take virtue out of you, but mm-hmm. God supplies yes. all of your needs. Yeah. So you're going to be good. You're yeah. going to be fine. Yes. But uh, we move from that place of being, I've learned this at our a glow leadership development mm-hmm. with Bertie Hall spoke. She said, you move from victim and she takes you through a progress to sacrificial, wow. a sacrificial life. Mm-hmm. And that's what I see mm-hmm. in you, Lueda, Thanks and that's what Jesus. I see in Don, a sacrificial life. You've moved past thinking about yourself, your own convenience, your own comfort, to be willing to go where God has called you to do, go and do what he's called you to do. You're you're living in that sacrificial place now. And our, our Christ, of course, is our example. He sacrificed it all for us. And I, I just see both of you moving in that and living in that unselfishly, giving of yourself, your time, your energy, your virtue, um, your finances, to be able to go and help people who really need to be lifted by the gospel yeah. and, and by the love Thank of God. You. Thank you so much. That That's very encouraging. I appreciate that so much. And I can't believe we're down to no time again. It goes so fast. But folks, just pray for us. Cover us in prayer. Cover us uh, in prayer is May 15th through the 25th, as well as... Um, if God lays it on your heart to give to help us, uh, we appreciate it. We need funds above our operating expenses for our normal TV and radio and our operating expenses for our ministry. If you could do that, gosh, it would be so wonderful, and we'd appreciate it so much, and I believe God would bless you. You can do that by going to our uh, Facebook, Lureta Roshking Ministries, to the GoFundMe account, and you can give that way, or you can go to Luada.org and give that way. And uh, we would be so blessed, and we would use it to glorify God and to minister to people. So, Miss Elizabeth, you have a conference coming up as well. We have a conference, and I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to announce it. Of course. In his presence, it's going to be the spring conference of Aglow International Central Texas area, May 1st, 2nd, and 3rd at the end of the hills. Uh, I think Lueda's been gracious enough to put it on her Facebook for us, mm-hmm. which we appreciate. But it's going to be a wonderful weekend, Friday night at the Cross. We're going to have international worship leader and recording artist Terry McAlmon yes. do a worship mm-hmm. concert. It's going to be a heavenly evening. Yes. And we're giving this as a gift to the community, for we're inviting the community to come on Friday, May the 1st, bring a portable chair, unless you are registered for the conference, which we would certainly invite you to do, is to be registered for the weekend, and you will have a reserved seating and a chair to sit (laughs) on (laughs) if you're part of the uh, registered conference. But um, do come for that. And then our speaker is Mary Forsyth from Dallas, a woman who had everything, great wealth and social status, and ended up with nothing and in prison. And now... God has brought her out to uh, a traveling ministry where she teaches and preaches and shares prophetic insight to places all over the world. So it's going to be a great weekend in his presence, a time of refreshing. 
Yes. Not just for a glow people, for, for anyone. anyone. Men and women. Men and women. And we get to lead worship at it. And Luedo is going to be our worship leader. <laughs> I'm so We're excited. We're so excited to have her Me again. Too. We love, Me too. Love, I love her worship. It. And I love Miss Carol Torrance. She'll be there. She's our U.S. Regional Director and this over us, uh, the Texas region. And uh, we just love her. She's just awesome. So looking forward to that. You can go to our, our Facebook page and you can find out all the details about that. Um, also, uh, don't forget our Fire and Glory night coming up again on March 20th at End of the Hills at 7 p.m. It's free, uh, but it would be really good if you could just mention and say we're coming because last time the room was full. And so we need to have, we may need to get a bigger room so we can, or have more chairs in there. So we kind of need to know that. But come bring a guest and, and uh, uh, we're going to worship, an extended time of worship. And then uh, if the Lord gives me a word to share, I will share it. And we're going to pray for you. We're just going to let God be God and just move and put, we're just not going to put any, any um, uh, cuffs on God. You know, we're not going to put him in a box, Mm -hmm. just whatever you want to do, God. And also um, uh, we're having prayer for the nation coming up on March 10th at Zion Lutheran Church. I'm so glad you joined me today. God bless you. And we will see you guys next week.